Hi, this is Chip Ambrosio from Productively Funny, and I'm with my colleagues, Tracy Lopp and Helena. This is the first time we've actually been all together on the podcast, guys. Tell us about yourself. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, my name is Tracy Locke, and I'm thrilled to be here at, with Productively Funny. We have so much fun together. Um, I do Productively Funny. I do stand-up comedy, and I'm also a warm-up comedian for different television shows in New York City. And which one are you working on now? Right now, I just did The View, which was know. really fun. Was it fun? It was fun, and Chip knows a writer on The View, which is oh. unbelievable. I can't believe, Chip, they have writers on The View. Because I was there for a week, and I can't believe they have writers. <laughs> that's, that's why we're an improv company, because we don't need yeah. writers. Right? <laughs> we don't need no thinking right. And Helene, <laughs> tell us about you. Um, I work in the corporate world, and uh, so I've done 21 years of field sales, and uh, do that every day. And on top of that, I am a weekend comic, um, which I've had great success. I've done national TV, the Borgata, the Friars Club, you're like all that kind of fun. <laughs> <We're just looking laughs> <at her>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like being a weekend comic. Is that like being a weekend parent? Like. You know, you're on the show, but you really don't care emotionally about the other comics. I wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm a weekend parent. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> Unfortunately, they keep showing up every day. This is at the end of November, and the holiday season is upon us. And, you know, yeah. having their office parties, and as budgets get smaller, right, your office parties become potluck and something that we do and productively funny is we do kind of fun office parties, right? Oh my yeah. God. We can do amazing office parties because one of the things that I think separates productively funny from a lot of other parties that you would have is we can do a little background about your employees as well as, you know, your the company, the company itself yeah. and uh, incorporate that into the actual show. Right. So it's a show, it's like a custom made show, which is how often do you get to do that? Not only is it custom-made, the employees themselves are the stars of the show, which nobody ever is ready for, and it blows people away. And I think the, the thing that the big takeaway that I always get from the shows is that the person that you think is the quietest in your group turns out to be this maniac star. Every time we remember do Remember we show. did that at uh, that one? Uh, yeah, Old Door Tellers. And uh, actually, Epicon, we had that woman. Oh, yeah. We didn't even know that she was the CEO. Oh, yeah. And she, she was a maniac. She was amazing. <laughs> yeah, she got up there and she just took over the show. And we we're like, wow, that woman is incredibly she powerful. Was complaining about garbage. Yeah. yeah. They didn't take out the trash. And then they're like, yeah, she's powerful because she's the CEO. Right. Like, of what? The company? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was great. I was just going to ask you, Helene, didn't you have a background in in law enforcement or something like that or because that's interesting <laughs> why do you make that name? I, I worked six years on the run yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a witness protection agent <laughs> thanks for blowing my yeah. cover <laughs> um, so I worked uh, six years for NYPD doing a forensic detective so I did trace analysis for crime scenes so hairs and fibers and glass and things like that footprints that people would leave at a crime scene, and right. I would help collect evidence that would actually, you know, be used in a in a court. So, so right. do you think the glove actually fit? The glove actually did fit. The <laughs> Anybody could make their hand. Yes, <laughs> I mean, that was really good. Yeah. that was that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I actually worked a few pieces of evidence on that case, though. So. You did? Anyway, yeah, I did. Oh. So, and yeah. it, we actually did see. It was funny when I saw. I started with the LAPD and transferred to NYPD, and there was a few things that we did that uh, when I arrived to a scene of the crime, always frustrated me that they would ruin my evidence. 
So I actually started the first training program for NYPD. Wow. And brought detectives in that make them understand that they're walking around the crime scene without any reason to destroy evidence. So I would host lunch and learn. Oh, that's great. NYPD, I would bring Yo, pizza. Yo, that is like, picking stuff around. So, <laughs> Don't mm. touch the gun. I've always been training and focused. I've always been, uh, I've always been focused on training. That's <laughs> awesome. Did, did you go oh, from yeah. that into stand-up? Or were you doing stand-up before? What actually happened, let me just throw this in. She actually killed someone. I was trying to figure out the best way. To I do know the one of the best ways, if you really are interested. Really? Yeah. What is the best way? That um, if you have like some really good snake venom, you should put it between the first and second toe, and they'll have a heart attack, and it'll uh, they'll actually uh, leave the body before uh, it can be detected in an autopsy. I know. So. You know, if we do get a corporate gig, I think they're going to want to see more than your ID before they let us in. <laughs> Absolutely. So many years ago, so I, I always had a science degree, so then I went into the uh, private sector. I left NYPD after uh, going through the... Uh, Late 80s in New York City. Wow. That was enough. <laughs> it was like dog years. <laughs> and, and Tracy, I know you do the warm-up yes. work, but did you, did you actually work in an office at one time or corporate? I did. I did. Right out of college. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know if this actually counts as working in an office. <laughs> well, I worked in a, a news station, but I also sold copiers. Does that count? I was oh, in sales. Yeah. Right out of college, my first job was selling copiers, Copier. which is like being in Dante's Inferno level <laughs> five of the ring of hell. I mean, that is the But everyone needs a copier. Oh, it's horrible. I oh, got okay. kicked out of so many buildings, so I could have used the sales training because they don't really give you any training. They're like, just go out there. Here's the stuff you have to memorize. Go out there and sell mm. to people mm. and it's like yeah but how do i get through the gatekeeper to mm. even get into these it's very it's true it's like a million at the time there was a mm. million copiers like <laughs> i would run into other oh. in the building okay it's horrible oh. it was very tragic but yeah so i did that that in the corporate world and that was um i'm trying to think that did was, you always do stand up on the side or no improv? no i was i did um I, I worked in news. My first job right at college. Oh, I was a news, news reporter, reporting about murders. Oh, Stanley Copper was my first job. Then I moved to Colorado. Then I did news. So I, I'm trying to think of any other corporate stuff that I ever did. No, I've always done stuff outside of the corporate. After talking to you guys, I feel a little underqualified because I think I'm the only one of our group that has no experience with homicide. Uh, <laughs> did, did you have? About it. You've thought, I know you have teenagers and you have thought about it. Don't lie. <laughs> but did, did, did they give you a sales pitch like Tracy? Did they tell you this is how you sell a copier? Or did, yes. Okay, so what, do you remember the pitch? Oh, it was horrible. It was like you had to, see, here's the, the funniest part was they would give you a, a full script that you had to memorize. And they were really into like, you have to memorize it. So if you would mess up the verbiage, you'd have to keep doing it over and over again. They'd make you do presentations. And you'd have to like be using the copier like Vanna White as you're giving it. Wow. And inevitably, it would jam. Every time I did it, and I had no idea how to fix the jam. No idea to fix the jam. Is there be a college course on how to fix a copy machine? They don't give you that kind they of even have knowledge anymore. Thank you. But you know when I say things like, and you've been in sales, Helene. I, I I've only had to sell things when I've absolutely had to like pay the rent. But. <laughs> It's usually my furniture, but you know, 
<laughs> you know how they say you're really not selling a product, you're selling you? Yeah. yeah, you have to sell the corporation. Okay, so, the so uh, is that true? I mean, because, you know, say if I'm selling a vacuum cleaner as opposed to selling, uh, you know, uh, produce off the back of a truck, is it the same? You have to know the product well enough that you can, you know, give fun facts when a customer asks, mm -hmm. you know, how fast does it go? You know, how, how much does it weigh? You have to know things like that, or they're going to think you're an idiot. <laughs> You know, the, the, but you have to go also, you have to ask enough questions to understand how, how fast do they want to go? Is there, a, is there a problem with the weight issue? So why are they asking those particular questions? Always is but, but for, to just point, if you're going to sell a vacuum cleaner, uh -huh. which seems like, oh, God, how do you, how do you like, get them interested? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when people knock on the door, remember yeah. the old encyclopedia yeah. salesman people? Yeah. We had this guy come in who, he, he told us like, tw I don't remember, like 20 encyclopedias. I was like, how does this guy just do that? Yeah. Because it's I mean, if you want to sell a vacuum cleaner, you walk in with muddy shoes and then you offer to vacuum it up. I mean, it's just, <laughs> right. you try to. Or they throw you know, the bag of dirt, to, you know, bag of dirt on your floor and then they clean it up, supposedly. Yeah, they don't the clean old style. You know, if you see someone who has a dog, you have a special attachment that gets up dog hair. Do you have an issue with dog hair? Oh, okay. Everyone, or an animal, mm -hmm. a cat, something. Yeah. You okay. know, so you try to find what their need may be. Everyone needs a vacuum cleaner, you know, but what particular special, uh, I want to say special effect. Is this well, whatever is going yeah. to pertain yeah, to them. Okay. What's, what's the most ridiculous question, Colleen, you ever got from a, a client about something you were trying to sell. So I sell, you know, liquid chromatography unit, LC. Then that's the acronym for it in the industry. It's been that way since 1890. <laughs> and uh, so this uh, purchasing agent, uh, he came from buying car parts. He was used to buying parts from cars. So he's like, I don't understand why you've named this instrument LC6. I'm like, I don't name it, you name it. And it's an L he's like, Well, what does L C mean? I'm like, how can you not know what L C means? It's it's your business. You're hired to right. buy liquid chromatography. Oh, I've heard of that. God, I hope so. You're, you're gonna buy a lot of it. You know? Like it's just it, 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 what's the name of this company? Yeah, it's insane. Like the guy who's in charge of buying all of it has no idea what he's buying. So that to me is the most yeah. silliest things that I run into is that people that pretend to know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, and that's what I get frustrated with training. I do. It's like you have people that come in and do training and all they do is PowerPoint you to that. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you have people that are trying to do training and get up and actually interact and discuss the training, which is what we're building here and what we do here, mm -hmm. it, it just brings home the message that much more clear yeah. and uh, concise for people. Here's a really important question for you, Tracy. Did you ever sell a copier? I maybe sold like 10 the whole okay. year, which uh, is good. At what that. was the quota? Uh, like, I don't know. That's a great question. I hated every Did you minute make of it. No, <laughs> oh, no. Here's the thing I remember. I just, you're, as a salesperson, you'll know this. I just remember that I, I hated it so much that all I did was try to find the best restaurants each character. <laughs> and I was like, 
this place has great muffins. Let me go, let me go to this, this section of my territory because I know they have great lemon poppy seed muffins. That's all I cared about. Like I hated the job so much. In sales in my world, we know every diner uh -huh. on the East Coast. Right. I know every, every diner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you need there. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, like, I can imagine like when you're selling a copier, like your pitch could be something like, you know, you'd hold up a piece of paper and you say, you see this? If you buy this copier, you'll have two of them. <laughs> exactly. Did that, did that, was that the big close? Yeah, that's the closing. That's the big closer. What's this? They'll collate <laughs> and staple themselves. No. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. We had to do the whole thing, and I would jam every time, and I would just stand there like, I don't care. The only thing that I ever sold was I had a magazine. It was my own magazine, so I had to sell advertising for my own magazine, and the only way I could wow. Was because I believed in my magazine, but as somebody with no business or sales background, what I did is I also put fake ads in the newspaper because it was a humor newspaper. So they would say, "Well, why are you putting my dry cleaning ad against an ad for fish music?" Right? Because we created an ad for music for your fish. And what right. happened is that the fake ad with the fake phone number for the fish, we get more calls than the guy that's. <laughs> Like two hundred dollars from dry cleaning, right? Because so, you use humor, and everybody needs humor. Right. You know, one right. of my favorite things Saturday Night Live did is uh, after Elvis died, they um, had an ad for a concert for Elvis, and they dropped like his glistening coat <laughs> down from a hangar at Madison Square Garden. And they were like, and they played his music behind, and they put a fake phone number up. Like a million people tried to buy tickets yeah. to see his coat <laughs> on a hangar. Wow. <laughs> it was a joke, right. people. Right. Yeah, humor draws attention, right? So, yeah. you know, so so we did a stupid ad for the fish, right? But even though it got more calls, they also lost. They they also had coupons come in because they're looking at the stupid fish music. But right next to it is the ad for it was called Elite Cleaners, <laughs> Elite Cleaners, right. and then. You know, we, we learned about, I learned about placement and advertising from a guy. And at the time I was working in a deli and doing this magazine. So I am the editor and publisher while I'm making your like Italian hero. So we had the next time we had to explain to them because they were upset about the fish music. So what did we do? We had an article that this woman wrote it was called the mighty midgets and it was about when she grew up with her brother and her brother and her and his friends would have peeing contests so there was an illustration of them standing on a bench and you couldn't see anything but just that it looked like the screen was going over on the elite cleaner ad so it looked like we moved them now and now these kids are actually wee-weeing on their ad right so it was like needless to say we didn't keep that account what did you learn? <laughs> yeah, right? what, what did I learn? I learned that I'm probably not a good editor and publisher. That's what I learned. Anyway. So as we've showed you in Productively Funny, sales can be fun, right? And so yeah. it doesn't have to be so stodgy. It doesn't have to be like some pamphlet that somebody makes you read word for word, right? It's really, you know, putting it, like you are selling yourself. It's your personality. Right? Yeah. And training is about that too. It's not just, oh, <clears throat> we got to check it off of our list. It's what do they take away, right? And so, like, as performers too, right? Like, 
after a show, don't you feel great when somebody like comes up to you and asks, I really liked and I remember what you said, right? Uh, I've had people call back as I do something about my nylons being so long, you know, and I bring them up on stage, you know, I show my nylons. But I've had women write back to me like, I put my nylons on this morning and thought of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I brought them joy even the next right. day. So I think that's really uh, an important thing. It's a huge thing. Yeah. And I think that's the, the point with, for, for, for me, productively funny is that not only are you, when you're in a sales situation, you know your product. Yeah, that's what you're trying to do. But you're trying to make an impression on your customer and that they, you have a lasting impression. And that the only way to do that is by having open, honest dialogue. Well, the thing is, it's like, as productively funny, we're, we're giving them something that everybody needs. Who doesn't need to be a better communicator? Right. And that's the gift. Like, you want to share that. I want to share. If I know how to communicate better, I want to give you those tips because it's only going to help you in every avenue of your life. And why wouldn't we want to give that? And you need practice away. doing that. And that's what our training sessions are, are doing, right? right? Offering people that constant time to get up and interact and actually and have fun. And have fun. And you'll remember it because you're having fun. When you're having, think about all the things you remember in your life. Um, you remember tragic stuff too, but you remember the really fun funny stuff of course it's, it gets ingrained in your brain just like now yeah right. <laughs> so what do we learn in this podcast we learn that helene has a very violent background and uh <laughs> you know that maybe and she's the one that, she's the one that nobody should poke on this team just leave her be <laughs> right yeah uh, <clears throat> that tracy you know when it comes to sales you, you're great at finding a restaurant uh and then <laughs> right That's don't ever then don't ever let me handle your advertising because Actually, you know, yes, yes. you're probably wasting your ad dollars. So this is kind of like our fun little first demo with the three of us together for productively funny. If you know somebody was listening to this, and we put this out there, then they can always check us out right on productivelyfunny.com. On LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, you yeah. name it, we're on it. That's All it. the stuff that the kids play with, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. And uh, maybe next time we can all be in the same room together. Wouldn't that be great? There we go. Yay.